So I told you before we were going to have a bit of business. We have to do our business before we start. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to make this podcast like money, you know, cake, you know, I wanted some, ch- some cheddar, you know. So I got to get these new sponsors. So I, ha- yeah, I might as well do it because we have such a good show. Then I'll do it right now. Get all the business stuff done. Then then we'll do a theme song. Then we'll uh, then we'll have the real show. You know, okay. So the business. So I have to get this new sponsor, and it's called Shave My Ball. Oh, SmoothMyBalls dot com or something. Smooth My Balls. Smooth My Balls. Right. So I wanted to. Um, uh, I wanted to uh, have them as a sponsor. Someone sent me something on the Instagram, and it said, "Hey, you might be a good candidate for the smooth my balls because of your podcast." So I said, "Okay, how does this work?" So they send you this clipper, this like electric shaver in the mail, and I gotta admit, I didn't read any instructions. Oh my goodness! Just winged it. I looked and thought, and I had every intention. To before I did this review, <laughs> to read the instructions to see if I did something wrong. Because I'm supposed to give an honest review, and then I'm supposed to post this review on the Instagram or something, and then they're sponsor of the show, and they send me two more items, okay? But I can't lie. I'm, I'm like... Uh, I'm like George Washington or something like that. You know, I cannot tell a lie. I only want sponsors on my show that I believe in. And I'm going to tell my listeners the honest to God truth about smooth my balls. But then I have to put this honest to God truth that I'm going to tell onto the socials with their tag. And then they give me, they're supposed to give me, they're supposed to become a sponsor of our show. Nice. But this, this is an unflattering uh, because <clears throat> it's called smooth my balls, right? No, I'll tell you. I want to smooth my ass. <laughs> do, do you? Yeah. Can you, do they make one of those, too? <laughs> well, I want to smooth my back, too. Well, everything, yeah. I, I was like, I I am usually like, a, I should have about a quarterly shearing, you know, where I just get sheared. Yeah. Just quarterly. And, you know, and uh, so I was overdue, and I was waiting for the smooth my balls thing to come in the mail or whatever. So I get it, and I put on one of the attachments, and right away I do this my chest hair, and I just shear myself real quick. And for that, work great. Uh oh, work great. I'm not going to say anything negative at all. It was every bit a good trimmer. The thing, even easy to use, can use it. You know, great, perfect product. Then I look at the name, smooth my balls, smooth my balls, mm. right? So I don't want to have. I got an attachment. Because I like to leave a little stubble so that the ladies still know that I'm a grown-up, you know? Right. And then... Uh, <laughs> it's a fine line, though, man. Eh? Yeah. You don't want to look like you shave your chest. I don't want to shave my chest. <laughs> I want to look like a man. I just don't want to look right. like, you know, gross. A bear. Yeah, bear. <laughs> so then uh, so then with my balls, you know, the product's called Smooth My Balls. I have to be smooth balls. I'll go smooth. Take the thing off. Take the attachment off. And then... I try to uh, make my ball smooth, right, with it. But I cut myself three times with it. <laughs> Did it say cut my balls anywhere in the... Well, that's why I think the product should be called cut my balls because it cut my balls three times. Three times I was like, there's, 
you know when it starts bleeding on your balls, you don't know if it's going to stop. Mm-hmm. If it gets near that big yeah, fucking black one, that's be. not that's not good at all. <laughs> you got to trade that thing in. Well, that's all I'm saying. If you put an attachment on it, you can get stubbly balls safely. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to take that attachment off, you're running you're running your uh, risk. Do you think it would smooth your taint? Uh, I would have to put an attachment on it uh-huh. to make sure it didn't cut my taint, right? Because I don't want to cut, and then it's not smooth. Mm-hmm. So then you're going to get like a little bit of stubble. So I don't know what you want. I think a Dixie razor, if you're going to go smooth, just use your wife's Dixie razor. So this you know? thing could be like You don't a, want to share razors, though. Just get your own why? razor. They say it's bad. You're, you're going over. Who knows what you're going over with that little razor, and you're spreading that. Hair follicle own. juice? To your your wife's hair follicle juice? <laughs> well, my ball juice? You know what? When I was got married in the Catholic Church, Ryan, we had a candle, me and my wife, right? And uh, we lit them from our own family candles, and then the two became one. The two became one. I don't know if you did that in your th- in your mask. Did, did you? Yeah. Well, then at that time, where the two becomes one, I'll take your goddamn razor and shave my balls with it, right? <laughs> Good for you. And uh, <laughs> and I'll also use her toothbrush or whatever, and then she can also sit on my face if she'd like, oh, you know? Absolutely. It's one of those arrangements that that's what that means in church. I had no idea. The priest didn't explain it well to me. Oh, you got to go to the meeting before. I went to a courthouse. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get that there. Oh, yeah. No, that's what it all means. That candle thing, Damn man. It. Yeah. Yeah. Share candle thing's big. Share toothbrushes. <laughs> would you share a toothbrush? Yeah. Well, that's actually gross. I would never do that. <laughs> <laughs> There. Not Anyways, uh, so shave my ball, smooth my ball story. That's it. That's the real honest to God ad. If you're going to be a sponsor of my sh- show, I mean, I'm still telling people, I don't know who's going to buy one, cut their balls with it. Maybe yeah, who don't want to buy one now after that nice advertisement? Well, I did. F- I got to be honest, right? Yeah. Then I, they're not going to be a sponsor. Maybe prep my balls for the daisy. Oh, you could, I, do, you could do like a good hedge trip trimming and then. Get the daisy if you need to go smooth. Maybe what we need is a good salve sponsor <laughs> to back to follow it up, or a good like uh, bandage or band aid. Whatever boxers use on cuts. Yeah, Vaseline. Is that what it is? <laughs> Isn't it multi yeah. multi purpose? Yeah, Vaseline you can use for a lot of things. And then yeah, but if you put too much Vaseline on, Do you, what what happens? It might grow. What? If you repeatedly rub it on. On your cut? Can, yes. Then your I, I don't know what you're saying, Kev. Maybe your ween will grow. Your ween oh, is it cut on the wiener? Yeah, I guess it's not shave your ween, it's shave your balls. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't th- I'm lost, but sticking your finger so if you th- in your uh, with Vaseline into your like open wound on Just your use balls. Coconut oil is way better. Oh, <laughs> Anyways, buy it at your own risk is what I'm telling you. If you want to buy smooth your balls, buy it at your own risk. You can eat coconut oil. Yeah? (laughs) More multi-purposes. Yeah, that wouldn't be good, though. If you want to go go coconut oil on your balls, if you're going to give your wife the choice, you know, that's not like a, you want to go something sweet. Vaseline. Oh, yeah, Vaseline you want on your balls. No No. No one's eating that. (laughs) (laughs) Some coconut oil. There's, he's thinking. Yeah, it's not a bad thought. <laughs> anyway, idea. come on, this, we're in the business portion. We're in the business. What else do I got on my business list? Um, robot uh, hard. And did I do it all? Oh, 
No, I can end the show with our boob, hard boob blade disagreement, and then we can just get the show started. All That's right. better, because we have way too much to talk about. So what we should do is do the thing that we do that makes the show good, and then I can introduce everybody. All right. Thank you, everybody, and welcome to the Dutch Hall. It is a very nice uh, night in the pool shed, and we have our guests tonight. Very nice to have them both back in the hall. It's been way too long since we've had them both in as guests. Uh, we're going to introduce them right off the bat. We have Ryan and Lisa Vandenbush, everybody. Of course, many of you will remember Ryan for as many years in the NHL as a hockey player. And uh, you'll remember Lisa as many years as my sister, <laughs> right? And uh, Kevin said one time, me and you did a podcast, Ryan, and he and he said that it was not only uh, one of the best Dutch halls he's ever heard, but one of the best podcasts he's ever heard. Is what he said. Oh, wow, yeah. that's true. That was oh. uh, was that going to war? Was that when, the, when he went to Afghanistan? Okay. The yeah. Going to War with Ryan Van Bush episode? Yeah. Didn't want it to end. That was probably one of the first that was a good ones. ones. Right, Pete? I what can't remember. Because there's, so, there's a, quite a few. You're on yeah. the top ten, I think, with two of them. How many podcasts have you done so far? Uh, this is like 365. Wow. I think. 365 or so. A year's worth. Uh. Yeah. If you listen, because most of them, they're, they average over an hour, too. So, you're like, when you talk about, like... Uh, like 400 hours of of podcast material. Podcast excellence. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not all excellence. I might only have about 120 hours of excellence. And the rest of it's shit. <laughs> but there is some good stuff in there. Yeah, there's enough to sift through, eh? And that's why sometimes I'm like... Uh, I, I had written off certain episodes thinking that, ah, oh, man, no one likes those things. And like, especially in the summertime, because people are usually uh, outside enjoying life. And then, uh, you know, you don't look at the stats for a while and you go back and you're like, oh, shoot. Look at the people that um, eventually, f- like, get it, eh? So can you check out, like, where they're, like, what country they're from? You can do a background check on that. <laughs> you can listening? see kind of, like, rough numbers, which country, uh, what countries are listening. And then certain countries will give you, like, by state or by province, you know? But then... Uh, most of them just the country numbers. Well, they don't give you email addresses, right? So you can. No, no, no. <laughs> That's what I wish. Like, I wish because like we only get like a few that'll give us proper uh, feedback, okay. and then uh, there we go. But then the rest of them, uh, you know, I don't know. I just have to take it take it for granted. Like, is there really somebody in you know Ireland listening, or Great or Great Britain, or whatever? But uh, you do start to know as numbers come up. Like, when it's the same place over and over again, then there probably really is somebody in... Like, Virginia, for example. There's people in Virginia, 
And it used to just be like, hey, like uh, Virginia never showed up as one of the states that listened, and now they're all of a sudden showing up. And now they're the top state that listens is Virginia. So, like, it's oh. probably something going on in Virginia of people listening to old episodes or something. You have a little cult following in Virginia. Maybe. I'll go there, too. I'll go anywhere. Yeah. We were number one in Holland. Did you know that? No. Yeah, we were one day number one in Holland. Can't beat that. On the Apple charts, you know? Cool. Yeah, you know, no one could beat us. We were number one. Mm-hmm. And the next day, <laughs> next day, number two, and then number seven. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but still, we were number one for a day. But I don't know if that's real, but it's they, they you get these stats into you, and you're like, okay. And then you, you find different places where you can integrate them all but so is that a certain category that or is it like just podcasts across the yeah world? yeah no podcast for stand-up category yeah and then um that was where i was number one right on yeah congratulations yeah <laughs> yeah it's still cool like I, like uh, there's like 10 charts or something 10 like 10 different countries where we're on the uh, different charts like i think there's canada australia um uh, holland and then there's like Philippines and Poland and Denmark and what am I missing there? That's a, that's all I can really Australia? think. Australia? Did you say? I Australia? said Australia. Yeah, Australia. Um, there might be one or two that I'm missing out of there, but there's like a, but they they're regular that I'm, I show up on their charts. So I'm hoping that they might be real someday, so that I can actually go there kevin wants to go there too because that's why he keeps uh he kept bringing up australian bits because mm-hmm. we were getting feedback from this guy from australia i missed it sorry that's okay i I went so fast through it mm-hmm. that there's no way for you to catch it because mm-hmm. if i was gonna go if i said we kept getting feedback <laughs> from this guy from australia see how i did that <laughs> that's good <laughs> yeah when i go so <laughs> i was blew it past it set him to fail eh <laughs> Anyways, um, this is the introduction. Lisa and Ryan. Beside them, the guy running the board and doing a terrific job. Ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Van Dungeon, everyone. And really, we gave him such a minor role in this show. We're only going to show his mustache and mouth in the top corner of one of the screens. And I'm going to... That's how little role he's gotten, but he still does exist in the room if he wants to pipe in it at all. Ladies and gentlemen, Robot Charters is here. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, well, thank you, Dave, for coming in here. Thanks a lot, Pete. There, there you go. <laughs> and uh, that's about enough, to be honest, of you. <laughs> so <laughs> we, uh, and I am your host. And two times, President's <laughs> Club Award winner, Pete Van Dyke, everyone. <laughs> kind of anticlimactic introductions today, this time. But we have a good show for you today. We have, uh, as I said, Ryan and Lisa Vandenbush, who have come into the hall. Uh, they have been on a, a great journey where they've traveled uh, far and wide to uh, to go on a journey. On an exploration of the of yourself, would you say? Would you say that's a good way to describe it? an exploration of self, spiritual journey? And uh, it's one of these things that I've always been curious about. And um, actually, I had the opportunity because of you guys to actually join you on this trip. But I I was not I did not qualify. I was disqualified because of my cuckoo head. 
And, uh, but, um, it is, uh, I would like to talk to you about the whole trip. It's, it was, uh, ayahuasca and what's the other one? Cambo. Cambo? Cambo was like a, this was a, like a retreat of some sort. It was a retreat, right? Yeah. That, and then, and there was Cambo and then ayahuasca that you do. And uh, what would, um, like, uh, like what made you aware of it? Like what made like where did it, where did it come into your um like uh, you were you're not like when did you start knowing about ayahuasca and when did you start thinking that it might be something that you guys would look into even thinking about I think it was like ten or so years ago it was a long time ago that we first um, talked about it but then we kind of looked into doing it and we kind of got. Um, discouraged because you don't know, um, you know, if it's safe, if they're legitimate. Right, um, right. Can- cannabis, uh, weed brought us to this, 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 uh, vine is, is what I, yeah. So, so as soon as, uh, I started using cannabis on a regular basis, um, somehow I, I, I looked up ayahuasca and this was probably 2012 and started learning about it then 2012, 2013. Yeah, yeah. And then, so that that was in, that was on our radar then. About like Lisa said, we you know you don't know who to trust, right? And then, and then, sorry, finish. And then we had like um, a business partner of Ryan's, who has always, or I guess he's been like ten to twelve years in a row. Um, that he's done this experience before. Yes. Oh yeah. So. So you had someone you kind of trusted, and you knew that okay, this is something that. That would be like the yeah, real deal. Done it a dozen times, right? So he, yeah, he had a pretty good feel for what's going on, and um, and so uh, and then you thought of me too, which was very nice, right? And you said that was because the of the uh, the the toad one, right? Well, um, I gotta write it down. So it's combo, combo. So like, um, it is K A M B O. Um, an Amazon tree frog that secretes a poison mm-hmm. and they take the poison and um, they actually do a little burn and then they put the poison in your burn and the onset is very quick, but it's um, um, a lymphatic system cleanse. So you'll feel it in your lymph nodes. Your lymphatic system actually doesn't have a pump. So this actually helps you like squeeze it out the junk. And it will also travel down and do an organ cleanse. Um, but it's like a, having a flu for 30 minutes. Yeah. It was pretty intense. But it come, it leaves just as fast as it comes. It, so you like puke and shit? Yeah, you it, do. That's what you do? People puke like um, fluorescent yellow. like wow. Or like, which is supposed to come mm. from your liver. And then there's like a brownie red that. Uh, more of a gallbladder cleanse. I've got pictures on my phone. I can show you puke. <laughs> of your puke uh-huh. yeah, and, and your sister's too. What color was yours? Very yellow. From all your boozing? Uh, I don't booze hardly anymore. Well, right, you did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Right. Who knows what was coming? If out, you right? take, you want to know why you don't do it anymore? Be- why? Because you d- you drank it all. 
Uh, <laughs> it was enough. Yeah. You were full I'm for the rest of your life that you didn't need it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm hungover every day already. I know. That's how. That's what I think too. I mean, it's like I say, it's like mashed potatoes. You know, like my mom made mashed potatoes every day for supper. It seemed like, and I'm just ate enough of them. Like I'm, I, I'll never eat another mashed Chopping potato. Again. Out. And that's how I'm I feel with booze. I like, I like drink so much booze that I'm, I just don't feel like I have to drink anymore. Did someone like have to guide you through it? Um, yeah, they do a ceremony. So they um, with the toad thing or the tree frog thing is yes. a ceremony. Yep. Oh wow. Um, they do like um, a saging at the beginning, and there's um, songs that they sing while doing it. Um, saging is like burning sage leaves, right? Yes, and you like smudge around um, to clear the energy. And who's doing this? The the man that gives you the combo. Is he the same? Okay, and so he's like a shaman of some sort, or he's the the guide or whatever. He like is sh- the guide. The, the guy but, that knows how to use this stuff, right? Right. And but, but he's also doing the the leaves thing. Yes. All right. But he was not um, for the <laughs> ayahuasca. He was uh, there was, just for the the com- combo. Yeah. Okay. There was a shaman, um, a shabibul shaman. Um, that did the ayahuasca. So, like the the um, the combo, it would it would kind of like uh, cleanse you so that you got rid of some of this the 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 toxins and stuff like that before you were to do the ayahuasca. It's like cleaning house before you have a visitor. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. And then uh, so like this is done like pretty much as soon as you get there, right? Yeah, we did it um, the first day and the second day. Two days, yeah. And then the third day we did ayahuasca, fourth day ayahuasca, fifth day combo again. Oh, oh combo again. So it's not three it, combos, two ayahs. And, and the, the, the third combo, would you still be puking and shitting? <gasps> yeah. Not me. I did not. I, and did, I did both. Yeah. 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 Jeez. <laughs> Both's full of crap, I guess. For b- all three? And what no. color was yours? Um, I I got sick the first two, and it was the first one. I was completely clear. My vomit was clear. It was weird. What's that mean? I don't know. Um, they didn't seem to tell me. Maybe you're the chosen one. <laughs> <laughs> and then the second time, it was yellow like liver, um, like a fluorescent yellow. And then the third time, it was yellow again. And then I ended with a bathroom trip. Oh, yeah. I know what clear is. Mashed potatoes. <laughs> mashed potatoes. <laughs> that was all those mashed potatoes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh. So, um, so I just want to... So then, um, what are they feeding you when you're there? So at the, um, pretty much two weeks before you go, they ask you to um, eat clean, like try to no sugar, salt, red meats. Pork, um, no alcohol, no, no, nothing. Like try to get off of if you're on any medications or. Yeah, no smoking, no, no weed. Smoking. No SSIR is like a month prior. Yeah. Anything synthetic. Yeah. And then while we were there, it was completely vegetarian. Oh, no, we had fish. Yeah. It was really good. There was a chef that there- cooked. Really? Clean, clean eating. 
No salts and sugars and nothing like that. No spices. No spices? No spices. Why, what are spices? Are they too acidic or something? A lot of spices have sugar in them, too. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, So then... um, so then you like so for the the toad one or for the the combo one you just you're like a, it feels like you're kind of like um detoxing in a way you know getting rid of Most stuff definitely, yeah. and then you say once it's finished then you feel better like do you feel like that was like a cleansing thing like to get rid of that stuff I really felt that uh relief on after my third one so I um the other two, I kind of felt like I was just back to normal. Um, oh, you're just happy not to be puking and shit anymore. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it yeah. was like a, an intense <laughs> flu. And then, uh, but you didn't feel like, uh, like, uh, you know, like you go, if you're like drinking and then you puke and then you're like, oh man, I feel better. Like, no, I got that out of me. Like that didn't, wasn't kind of like that. Not really, no. All right. Just a, just, so that one just seems like. If you weren't puking or shit and you're like shivering or you're sweating. Right. But it, so it seems to me that if it was not an ayahuasca and cambo retreat, if it was just a cambo retreat, that you, <laughs> you guys wouldn't go back. Um, <laughs> right? No, I don't. I wouldn't just go for Go that. for the cambo. Yeah. Yeah. Because so that was my option. That was actually my option, right? Because the, the dangerous part was the ayahuasca for me. Because they said I could have a, like a manic uh, episode afterwards that could last a long time, and then then, um, so, but they would I could I could still do the combo combo, but like it would I, w- I would it would have just enabled to you guys would have I don't think that would have been a good trip for me. Mm-hmm. Now hearing it, this, it would yeah. be pretty. It would be all right to sit in and see the spiritual journey, though, and listen to the stories and um, oh, I agree. people talking openly about um, traumas and things in their life. The, the love and compassion was something that I've never seen before. Like, we were with those people for seven days, and the love and compassion that we left with, it was like we were a family. Like, we all went through something really um, spiritual and meaningful, and it was... So, do you actually talk, then, as a group, then, too? Yeah. Like, with with who? So, um... Like, who, uh, who moderates it or whatever? Well, like, before you even start, you have kind of a meeting with the shaman. His name was Joe. And um, you set your intentions. And then we went and did the ayahuasca and then the following day we would have like a morning circle talk and then you share your experience of the night before and he guides he has some like guiding of like what it could mean if you're confused at what you saw or felt and it was really right yep yeah oh yeah so that's kind of that's kind of like therapy in in a way you know oh most definitely and then at that point in time, and then uh, you're doing that as a group then. So you're hearing everybody's experience right. and how different that it is. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that are, you know, they're a little apprehensive to do something like this because of the fact they feel like they may do something stupid under the influence or whatever. But um, leave your ego at the door and, and 
don't worry about it because you you is I like to say you're almost in another dimension in a, in a in a way because but you're not doing anything crazy like you're in a dark room it's very quiet and it's peaceful and the whole experience was just um, never was I once scared but it was very um, surreal at the same time and so like uh, so the for the ayahuasca uh, experience can you walk me through like um, the first one and how like do you do, do you do it at the same time do they bring you in one at a time to do it so you're in a room and everybody has kind of a yoga mat and blankets and pillows everybody has a bucket for puking and like a toilet um, like some tissue to if they cry or whatever um but it's once it starts with smudging again. And what does that mean, smudging? So the sage. Oh yeah, yeah. And like everybody's energy is cleared, and um, then Joe, the shaman, um, gives you, calls you up, and you get a. It's a tea, and um, it's like a Dixie cup, about thirty milliliters. Oh yeah. And you drink it, and then you go back to your spot, and you're supposed to sit upright. As long as you can, so that the medicine can go down, and yeah, and then just kind of wait for the onset. Um, my first time, I didn't feel really anything, so I I actually got a second cup, and then he um, Joe asked me to come up to sing to Ikaros to me, which are I don't know if you've ever heard of Ikaros, but um, it's like I it was like sound waves. I've never heard a human make such noises. I thought he had an instrument in his mouth or something, but it was just his voice. And it actually is a language, but to me it felt like sound waves cutting through my body. Oh, yeah. And then I went back to my spot, and um, then for me, um, while he was singing, it started to like really pull at my insides, and... I then got nauseated and I had these like feelings of having to get these things out like down deep and then I started seeing like flashbacks of my childhood and like, like clear visions of it clear visions of <clears throat> yeah like different aspects of my childhood and um there were questions on why I was seeing these things and then I, I processed that actually later. Mm. Um, I had a, in like a moment where, um, uh, my, my best friend's mother had passed away when I was a teenager in a tragic car accident. So I actually felt like I had a conversation with her and that was pretty cool. And yeah, and then I just had flashbacks or like I had a flash of my daughter, but kind of more in the present. Like This is all in the first one? This is all in the first one. And, and once it took two and then, and, and then how long is this whole thing? So the ceremony started at eight and um, everybody was kind of eating supper by two in the morning. Like I would say that at one thirty, he said the ceremony was done. And, and so, so like for so five for, hours for, for 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 hours though. How yeah. long did it feel like it was though? Um, two hours. 
yeah, yeah maybe an hour, I would think. So it went by quick. Although I was sick, so I, I would have a flashback and then I would have a puke or a... But it just seemed to go by so fast. But at the same time, I was like, is this ever going to end? Uh. But it was... Um, Everything that came through, like some of my traumas that I've had in my life, came through in a very loving manner. It was very um, compassionate, and it was like a, a new view of looking at... And some of the things that came up, I didn't even know I had in me, mm. I guess. Mm. What about you, Ryan? So while she's puking, I'm just laying there. like <laughs> I'm literally right beside her, laying on my back. My arms crossed in front like I'm in a coffin, and and I, I was uh, my initial experience was I felt like I was a, a molecule in the atmosphere, or like it was just, I was stripped of everything. Wow! And that was nothing. Like we are nothing, really. Mm-hmm. No thing. We are. <laughs> <laughs> and um, um, it was, it was, uh, it was very. Um, like grounding it was uh you know uh, i don't even know how to explain it but did you see something or i saw it? a lot of geometric shapes and stuff like that nothing real crazy there though but i was like literally i felt like i was nothing out in the universe and then it's like i went to this time warp where i was like now i'm back into where i'm at my eyes are closed this whole time and um like there's this like what seemed to be like a skill saw like i went in there with the intention of physically healing and you know emotional healing spiritual all that but my main thing was i wanted to physically heal and deal with chronic pain which is distracting and so my first experience was that out in the cosmos as a nothing and then boom back into the room where this what looked like a skill saw coming towards my head and you know some of the advice was you know before we did this was just um ask how you could serve um you know just just accept it whatever Mm -hmm. was happening and i was totally accepting of everything that was happening i was just uh, and um i felt like went right through my skull and brought this green healing neon light that's like that was flowing around my brain and then it was highlighting certain parts of my face and i and i wanted to know why it was doing that you know and and then um later i just you know like lisa said you know, process things later and, and you realize like okay this side of my face oh, i've been over 300 on ice bare knuckle fights i'm usually fighting righties they're usually hitting this side of my face. Yeah, Maybe that's why. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. wild. And sometimes when you're in scrums, you know, like in the corners or whatever, in the restaurant trying to break everything up, and you know, when you're in a scrap, you, your goal is to get the guy down to the ice, and that's basically it. And sometimes you can't pull your arm back to throw a punch, but you, what you can do is you can poke a guy's, you can put your thumb into a guy's eye. Like that's the shit that happens behind. You mm-hmm. don't really see it. And uh, so I've had that happen a number of times in my throat too. And it just, so it kind of highlighted a bunch of little areas that, you know, that I had, I had some trauma and I, I consider that somewhat trauma as like, so it's a one-on-one combat, right? And you have this energy so built up because when you're going into, to, a, to do battle, it's like, you, you know, you could get hurt, right? So you have this fight or flight response mm-hmm. always. And I feel like since the experience with ayahuasca, I, 
I, I'm, I'm, I have a little bit more empathy and I have a little bit more compassion and, um, I feel like I'm, I can understand certain things like another quick one. I'm not going to talk too long about this, but, um, you know, if ayahuasca, like you, you may go in there with an intention and, and want to heal something, but you know, ayahuasca, mother ayahuasca will give you maybe not necessarily what you want, but maybe what you, what you need. Mm. And, uh, so I had another experience about, you know, a flashback of my father when we were, we were younger, when he left us when I was like 10 years old. And it was an emotion that I, I, um, I held in that I didn't even realize that I was heal- holding in and I had some sort of resentment against him and his wife, right? And uh, so I, I come to closure on that and I explain that to them and, you know. Yeah. I, you I, feel lighter? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can talk about it, right? You yeah, know, yeah. I never talked about it, never wanted to talk about it. I was afraid to talk about it. Yeah. But it made me want to talk about it. Yeah, it's it's really cool because Lisa came back and uh, you guys going through this experience, and I've been going through pretty, like I've been uh, working really hard with uh, with therapy f- for probably about since like last September, it's like almost a year now, but like intense therapy, and then I was really working hard at it, like a full time job, and it's like a lot of the things you were saying, it was like a lot of the same things that I ended up. Um, realizing or coming to terms with through all the intense work I was doing, you guys did it in that week, you know, (laughs) which is like, it's got to be like exhausting, isn't it? Um, Because I know how exhausted I get sometimes from an hour of therapy and, uh, say it's like 10 years of therapy all in one, one night. And, And when I got home, like, Lisa, like, I'm not a good sleeper, right? Four to six hours. I haven't slept so good in my life like, right. without even being on my regime. Like, I just, I've been sleeping really, really good, getting close to eight hours, almost yeah. straight, which is weird. I wonder what, it, like, how much it took away, like, from your subconscious, just running. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just yeah. allowing you just to relax. Quietens your mind, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, it just makes you, like, yeah, just one last thing to, like, have a source of, of tension and all the rest of it like i know like uh like uh the the stuff that i didn't think was a big deal at all and like because i was like oh I, I, that stuff doesn't bother me f- like from when i was a kid like that's like a long time ago and i'm every, you know i moved past it everybody's moved past all these things and then you're like but it's not about that it's about like that little kid response that made these like big judgments of like how you still live your life as an adult, you know, like, like you still like if, if it, an experience that made you scared as a kid will make you scared as an adult, something that reminds you of it as an adult will, will ha- elicit the same response that you had when you were a kid, you know? So you need to deal with it because it's not something that you'd think about in your grown up head. It's what, it, what you're, old subconscious head is still um letting you believe is real you know much much like uh psilocybin like uh, they say you know you do a macro dose of magic mushrooms it's where emotion meets reality and ayahuasca i felt is pretty similar you know it's your emotion that you have suppressed and you don't even know what you're suppressing sometimes and, and like until you go into a deep therapy like what you're doing whether yeah. it's talk therapy which takes a little longer period of time or it's Boom, using plant yeah. medicine. Yeah, I, I think like whatever gets you there, I think maybe those are, I think that that whatever, whatever gets you there, because like I know that if you're not, um, 
Like if you're just trying to think you're going to go to like uh, trip balls, you know, you just want to have a good time and like trip balls and see space or whatever you're going to do. It doesn't work, it's right? It's not a recreational drug. No, it's yeah. all for you want to help yourself. You want to be, you just want to be better. But it won't even work, right? Like it won't if you take it with that's your uh, uh, um, intention. Intention. It's not going to do any, anything for you, you know. And uh, like, uh, or if you don't need it, if 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 you're fine, you know, like you're, you don't you didn't really have a calling to, yeah, or a draw to it, you know. You were you just like. Like Murray, He's, you know, like you just like if you if you're like a well-adjusted person, you're kind of like you don't really have a need for it. Then you're gonna probably not. It's not gonna do anything for you, you know. And um, I think for those, like I, that's what I think is kind of cool about. You hear about DMT the same way. It's like a, you can't take DMT like all the time because it won't work anymore, and then it doesn't teach anything. Even weed, you don't get baked anymore when you do it all the time um so then you it doesn't you don't learn that much you know maybe it's you're still getting the benefits of of like you know inflammation or 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 it calms you or puts you at ease but it doesn't really give you that like um teaching that it does when you did it sparingly or when you needed it you know well i have to say that there was like there was the point when you were in the medicine and then you were done but you started processing everything that happened, and that processing, I think, is even still happening now. Like, it's right. the effect of that small time, um, you have a lot to think about, and it shows you a lot of, of, of things about yourself, and just, hmm. yeah, it was beautiful. I, um, I definitely had a lot of emotions that, I, I suppressed that I didn't know. Like when I went through breast cancer, I I had a pretty strong attitude that I was going to be fine. Mm-hmm. But in ayahuasca, it kind of kept me thinking that I was sick, feeling sick, and and it um, it was all the times that I did stuff when I was sick, and I should have said I'm sick, but instead right. I plowed through. I'm going to be fine, you know. Yeah. Pleasing everybody. I was yeah. su- suppressing the yeah. sick you know yeah 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 it's funny i learned I, I the same thing uh in therapy too like you're not supposed to push through mm-hmm. and i'm like i totally thought that's exactly what you're supposed what to you're do, supposed to do. <laughs> I, I like literally my entire life thought pushing through is the only way to do it you know <laughs> and so but they said no you're gonna you can do more damage than good sometimes you need to rest mm-hmm. and i didn't i didn't know that because <laughs> I wish I knew that earlier because I wouldn't have burned out. But uh, that that's that's what happens, you know, like when you plow through all the time. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it's kind of cool how you figure these things out, you know. And then you wish you would have known it forever. You know, I wish you would have like uh, how many years could you have saved or how much like grief could you have like, uh, you know, saved yourself if but you would have dealt with this. The integration, like the, the talk therapy is, is, you know, especially important too to be able to um, explain to your group like what we did mm-hmm. prior to pre-ayahuasca uh, and then to um, share your experiences post-ayahuasca is pretty cool to do that. And then, and then again, another... Uh, you know, Zoom call with the same group, and we all take turns talking and 
when you're done talking, you say, aho, and then it moves on to the next person. So you And really, you still do that now since you've been home? We just mm-hmm. did it, yeah, a couple a few days ago. That's pretty awesome. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. that, that's that's good cuz that's uh I like that kind of like so you're you're just talking amongst the group or is there still the moderator? No, the, the, just the, the so our shaman Joe, Doctor Joe, he wasn't in there. He was not in there, but our guide was. Oh yeah, and uh, you know his partner, and then the rest of the group, which was what? How many people? Yeah, that's still pretty cool though, because you get that group, and then you can do like you got those, and then yeah, even if it takes years of processing, or you know, like it's still nice that you have that people have that common experience. Because isn't it partially, like, you come home. You have something that's, like, completely changed kind of your outlook on things. And then um, you have to, like, go back to the real world where most people are going to think this stuff sounds kooky. Mm. You know? Oh, yeah. I'm sure there's some people listening and like, what the fuck are they smoking? Oh, <laughs> you know? Yeah, but yeah. Honestly, it, it's, uh, it, you know, these, we, like, if it's true what I felt and, you know, we're all energy. We all come from this planet. We are all different, but we're all connected. Like we, we come from plants. These plants were on this earth way before us, mm-hmm. right? They have a lot to teach us if we would just listen and be able to work with it. And <coughs> scientists are starting to now again work with it. So, which is really exciting to be able to have the science to back some of this stuff up. Yeah. When they figured out, when they couldn't militarize it, you know, then they then they didn't know what to do with it. They vilified it, and then yeah. they could, then once it was made illegal, then you can't uh, you can't uh, do any research on it. You know, yeah. and so it's the, even the same with uh, with all these drugs that there could be you know real benefit to help people. You know, they just they they we've uh, are just at the tip of the iceberg on what we can actually do with some of this stuff. We um. Actually, had to go. We had to quarantine because of COVID for two weeks when we got home, which turned out to be a blessing in disguise because we got to process this trip for two more weeks before we were thrown back into the work race. and like yeah. other people's energy. And you know, it was a little bit um, of an adjustment to go back to your old life. Yeah, yeah. Or do you want to, you know? Mm-hmm. Or like, or how's it going to be different? You know, you kind of want it to be different somehow, you know, that mm-hmm. it wasn't for nothing that you learned the stuff. Just, you know, another thing that I learned too through this was like, you know, no matter what you're doing, just, just do it and be happy, you know, like just look at it a different perspective. And if you don't like what you're doing, just, you know, if and you don't want to, can't get out of it, you're just feeling like, just go look at it at a different angle and just try to find enjoyment and do your best and have fun with it. You know, somehow yeah. you, you got to find a way. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times, move on. <laughs> yeah. A, 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 what I, ow. Uh, a lot of times, sorry, my back is fucked. Yeah. One of the things I learned this, I mean, keep, I keep wanting to say this cause you were talking about pain is that I, I, I heard this one, this one guy in a lecture, he said, uh, Pain is a construct of the mind, you know? It's just a taught thing. It's not a real. It's, it's, a, it's a learned thing, you know? Yeah. And they said that uh, certain cultures, you know, like uh, a like, a, like a haircut is, is excruciatingly painful, but like you can rip their teeth out and they don't find that to be a problem where in our culture, dental work is very painful, but our haircuts are painless, you know? Like, but... They, it, like it, it, there is a cultural thing, pain. You know that's what the guy's trying to explain. You cut your arm off, it fucking hurts. You know, 
So <laughs> that's what I. It's, it's that's just a I'm, feeling, right? You can block that feeling. Yeah, yeah. I think that's kind of what he was getting at. But uh, that was one thing I wanted to say. The other thing was uh, when uh, we're talking about. Um, oh shit! You were saying that. What were we saying just before this? There's two things I want to say. Ah, Peter, you suck balls. Um, Smoke another one. um i can't remember what i was gonna say oh damn it what were we saying that lisa right before that do you remember Mm. Mm, maybe we should just go well um i have to say that my second trip was completely different than my first trip too like i thought and it was the next day it was the very next day i honestly didn't think i could do it but then i went in to it and i had like a really amazing experience where it was kind of trippy um where i was engulfed by the jungle and a ground crew came in <laughs> like rats and mice and um eels and snakes kind of took i i want to say they were like the, the ground crew and they were taking garbage out of my body and insides and having a party in there and that's what I heard. I've heard similar people explain that story, saying they kind of have like little creatures that come and like defrag them or like. Yeah, and I had another crew that came and polished up, like almost like a car wash. Like I got the deluxe car wash, and I would say they were worker bee Mexicans, miners. Yeah, and all in they, your titties. Yeah, they totally shined up my whole. You know, probably what cancer did to me. But and then the, the Mexicans come in and do that? Well, <laughs> they were Mexican bees. <laughs> oh, yeah? That were miners. <laughs> <laughs> that were miners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had a similar thing, too, with my, my guts. There was, like, little tiny, I don't know what they were, little flashlights on them that were just checking it. That was really dark and hollow. And, just, yeah. and they were just, fixing you, too, cleaning you up? Just, just, just checking things out. Yeah. yeah. At one point, we both had some sort of surgery. Like, um, for me, it was like a red light that happened and it was almost like they sewed up a piece, um, and then it was gone. And I asked like what that was about. And they said that it was something from childbirth, like me giving childbirth. Oh yeah. And then he got a brace on his back. Yeah. I thought that green light just came out of nowhere. The room went really dark and quiet. Or at least my head did, anyways. And this light, laser light, green, right up my lower back, where I've got a degenerative disc. Um, yeah, it was just really, it was like a zipper. A little brace. Hard, the yeah, a little brace. Yeah, is that? Said. Yeah, that's 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 wild, eh? That's mm-hmm. wild. Oh, and these are problems you knew you had. Yeah, I was in hospital two weeks prior to that. Oh yeah. It buckled me. I've, uh, I have a lot of issues with my spine, right? So, like, my fusion C6, C7, which causes numbness, scoliosis, a curvature of the back, stenosis, which is an area of the spine, and then bone spurs, and then degenerative disc disease in my lower back. And that's my lower back is, uh, yeah, that's where the little tightening of the zipper went. It really. Has it felt better? I, like I said, I, I, I've been sleeping great lately. That's incredible. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what I can't explain it, but like how powerful your mind really is. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it was a it was an amazing experience. Yeah, 
It is pretty wild. Like your mind, your mind, your mind is uh, is definitely like uh, like uh, amazing uh, how much damage it can do, and then how much uh, like um, you can do with it mm. if you learn to control it. If it controls you, what do they say? Your brain is a good um, it's a good servant, but a lousy master. You know, you'd have to make sure that you use it to serve your needs rather than, uh, you know, you do, do it's that you're doing its bidding, you know, Cause, uh, for me to get my head around the idea that I am not my brain mm-hmm. is a big deal. was a big deal that my brain isn't me. My thoughts are not me that I'm something that's different than my thoughts, you know, cause uh, that to me was, I thought that I was my thoughts, you know? My thoughts are coming out of my brain. My brain is a, is a muscle in my body. It creates these thoughts. I can just let the thoughts float by like a leaf down the river, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't have to give the thoughts any weight or anything like that. And then who's the one deciding whether these, you know, <laughs> if it's not the guy thinking? Your gut. You know, yeah, it's something different. Does it you know? feel right or does it feel wrong with thoughts? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is something different than your brain, you know. Yeah. It is probably more your gut. And you your know? brain's attached to your gut. Yeah. Yeah. I've always heard gut feeling, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. You, you think with your 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 gut and you think with your heart and you think with your brain, you know. Mm. Like you, for reals. Do you think this like process like remaps pathways in your brain? Neurogenesis? Yeah. 100%, I think. I think It so sounds too. like it like by what you're saying. Yeah, I like, think you can get out of like, it's it's supposed to help addictions too. Like if, um, which is awesome. But I think it makes you think, it makes you look at life in just a different perspective. Maybe go roots around whatever blockages you have because yeah, you kind of get stuck in a pattern in a rut, and then you keep having the same pattern over and over again, and then it just allows you to break the pattern. Yeah, they were kind of. Um, I thought of about like a tobacco field. You know how you have the rows, yeah, and you have the hills in between the rows. Well, you walk. If you walked on the hills, it will start to push the dirt into those. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you gotta. I always use the analogy of the of a snow covered mountain. You know, it's like a, you got a nice fresh coat, and then you got those skiers or the sleds that go down. And there's your neural pathways, right? Yeah. And once you have that pathway, it's easier to go down that same pathway. And your thoughts are no different. Mm-hmm. Keep on. You have you develop those pathways as as a young kid. You come out of your mother's womb as a white, bright light, nice mm-hmm. fresh coat of snow. Your life experiences from zero to say seven or eight is when you're developing those experiences, where so that those patterns are happening, and then now you're firing those same patterns over and over and over and over again. They go deeper and deeper. So, you know, ayahuasca or a good. Um, macro dose of psilocybin, they say, just gives you a nice fresh coat of snow on your on your mountains, i.e., brain, and then you can you can look at things from a different perspective. You can start new neural pathways, neurogenesis, mm-hmm. um, different way of looking at things. Yeah, and then part of what it, my therapy is is to uh, to try to create more ruts, you know, so, like purposefully creating ruts of the things that I want mm-hmm. rather than whatever i got you know what and do you mean you want to purposely create more ruts i don't get it 
like, you know how you said your neural pathway is like a rut, you know, by your subconscious, whatever is formed. Well, that's formed by the time I'm seven. I'm now at, let's say at 47, I'd like to make a new one. So I'm making a new, a new rut so that I'll follow this pattern, this path, but it's a path that serves me well. That makes me happy. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where these other ones, I was left up to the randomness of what I was exposed to as a child or whatever. And then, uh, the new rut that I'm, I'm purposefully trying to create through like exercise. That's, that's, yeah, that's that, interesting. Cause I think we go like the path of least resistance as is what we naturally want to do. And this right. puts a new path at exactly what you're doing. Tougher what yeah. he's doing. He's getting it like glazed over with new snow where I'm just trying to make a new path beside the other one kind of yeah. like, yeah. and then hopefully that'll like, then that other path won't get used and then it'll just start to fill in. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's where I'm hoping. But I still notice every once in a while, because if you don't do the work, if you're not paying attention, you're still apt to take that easier road, you know, because mm-hmm. it's just it's there. So, it's there and it's like so easy. So, and then I have to remind myself to, you know, purposely go back. Maybe I've been slipping a little bit and got to start working harder, you know, and then, then you do it. So, mm-hmm. but it is weird. Like it's, it's the same sort of thing. You kind of get an awakening at some point in time where you're like, ah, you know, I get it. And then you're like, uh, then, then you're like, I don't know if anybody's going to get it. Like, like, so then what's the point of, getting, of knowing it, you know? Um, but then, uh, I think over time you kind of like realize that, I don't know. I don't even know. Like, like, uh, it's just like, it's, it's, um, uh, I don't know. It's so hard to explain. It just makes you, it just works. You know, it, it's just like, it's, it's just so much easier. Like the, the whole thing that I wasted my time on for so long, like all the things that I was upset about, all the things that I would, would like, uh, let consume me, you know, um, whether it be worry or anger or resentment or whatever, like it would be, um, it was all something that was just something I could have dealt with, uh, with myself you know it was all just something i felt it was something i didn't deal with with myself you know and then i it became like what i thought somebody else was thinking of me or what this person did to me or thought of me or what you know said about me you know none of that stuff would really matter at all it's all my reaction my perspective my uh own personal uh opinions of myself that and, and insecurities and stuff that would make me react like that, you know, like, so like I, once I realized that it's just all these things that my brain's making up most of the time, then, uh, you can stop doing it and then you're so much easier, you know, it's like way easier, you know, like it's like a lot, a lot easier life. And, it's, and it, that's a pretty simple one, you know, like that's a pretty simple um, and the other thing that I thought was kind of funny that I learned from, this is just from other teachings that I learned was like, uh, if you want to, if you're spending your life searching for something, most likely you already are that thing that you're searching for or trying to be, you know, if you're trying to be something, most likely you're already that thing that you're trying to be. You're just not allowing yourself to be it yet. 
you know, you're holding yourself back or something in your, in you is preventing you from allowing you to say that you're this thing that you would like to be, but you already are it most of the time. Like what, what almost, you're looking for is where you're looking from. Yes. Yes. That's, that's exactly it. You know, you're just, most of the time people can't see, they can't bite their own teeth. You know what I'm saying? Like they're trying to bite their own teeth all the time. You just can't see yourself. You can, you can never, you can never really see, see your own, uh, greatness, I guess, for lack of a better word, or like what you're bringing to other people, what you bring to the world, what you, what, um, how how you're perceived or whatever you know it's going to be greatly different than self-critical yeah, and stuff than like what that. You, yeah how you see yourself yeah. yeah it's like so much easier to say shit than sugar right right yeah it's yeah so hey, easy to be negative about yourself yeah do you know that people some people really like themselves <laughs> 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 like that's real yeah. like <laughs> i heard that i started bragging like now i'm trying to brag like to, so I can, as an exercise to have a better opinion of myself, but I, I can't do it without laughing. Like I can't, I try to be straight about like saying I'm awesome and stuff. Actually, I I love me. Yeah. (laughs) Stuart, you gotta love you though. You got like, (laughs) you know, yeah, in a way my buddy Doug, my buddy Doug told me that, uh, he was, uh, washing dishes and he dropped the dish in his sink and he's like, Doug, you fucking idiot. You know? And then he goes, Oh. Sorry, dog. <laughs> and I was like, man, I talk to you like that. <laughs> yeah. And then I, I started doing that ever since he said it. And it's really helpful to apologize to yourself when you call yourself a name, you know? Yeah. You didn't mean it. Yeah, you didn't. I didn't really mean it. Yeah. Just fucking yeah. with you, Doug. Just dropped a dish. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I, I think, like, I'm so happy he told me that story because it totally changed the way I, I was like, I can apologize to myself. Well, that would make it a lot easier because. <laughs> I am so rude to myself. <laughs> yeah, I'm self-critical too, eh? Oh. And, and I heard someone say, like, well, when you have those thoughts, you know, they're just thoughts and they don't control you. They're not who you are. So you just have to recognize that and don't judge them and just blow it away. Yeah, yeah. And think of something else, you know? Yeah. And I think that's really helped me a lot. Yeah, that, that that's one. And the other one is... Uh, uh, I have to put down what's real, like what's a fact and what's a narrative. Uh, that's the other one. That one you just said and the fact and narrative one, those two made a huge difference for me. Just getting my head around. So like when I think things a lot of times, especially if I'm upset about something, I just break it down. I start breaking it down on a piece of paper if it's really bugging me. And I'll say like, what's a fact, you know? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times the fact is actually I feel this way. You know, like I feel like a, like, does that make it a fact? The feeling is, is a fact. The feeling is I feel bad right now. Right. That's a fact. Right. If I felt uh, like, let's say I was totally delusional and I felt like you were trying to kill me. Right. That, uh, I could still, I could, I, a fact isn't that I, I, the fact is that I think you want to kill me. Right. But it doesn't mean it doesn't make it true. The fact that I believe that maybe is true, but it's not true that you want to kill me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So then I would have to then kind of dig a little deeper. Why do I think she wants to kill me? You know? And uh, then I would say, well, she is pointing a gun at me. You know, that's a fact. You know? But, you know, and then, then I would say the rest of it, the fact that I think that uh, 
she's always uh, thought I was smarter than her and she wants to be the smartest person or whatever, then uh, that would be like bullshit. That's just something I made up, right? Mm -hmm. Because uh, you wouldn't kill me for that, right? You'd kill me because I'm prettier than you. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I don't know how that... I I gave a bad example, but if you... I know I did it one time and it worked because I was like, I'm mad about... Because I think someone doesn't respect me or someone doesn't think I'm like uh, uh, valuable or something like that. But really, those are things I think about myself, you know, and uh, and I'm just putting it on that person, you know, and that happens more oftentimes. And, and the same things, it's not everyone's not thinking those things about me. I'm thinking that about me all the time, putting it on other people, you know. And uh, I started noticing I was doing that quite often. And if you do it too much, you're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> hey. No, but it's, it's 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 human nature though. Absolutely. It's funny how how often people do it because all now that I do that exercise, I'll see people like that are just like in regular regular everyday life. They're complaining about something, or the, and you hear them, and then you're like, oh, they don't even realize how many of the things they're saying are them them making stuff fill in the blanks, you know. Mm-hmm. And then you just you're like you're seeing people fill in the blanks all the time, and you just. You, you don't give it as much weight either, you know? So it's kind of nice. Things will slide off my back a little easier. I don't take it personal. Stuff like that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so um, that reminds us, I do have a sponsor, BetterHelp. Um, they'll help you if you have any problems. So if you are finding that you are um, not getting where you need to in life and you like to talk to somebody and they'll help you get through this, you can go to uh, betterhelp.com slash Dutch Hall. That's uh, betterhelp.com slash Dutch Hall. Better H E L P dot com slash Dutch Hall. You get 10% off your first month if you go to them. Um, they're not a crisis counselor. They're not a self help line. They're, um, they're professional counseling done discreetly. You can talk to uh, a counselor no matter where you are in the world. And if you're not happy at any time with your counselor, They'll send you to somebody else, so you can you can pick another one. Um, we've used the product, and uh, we've actually switched a time or two. It's been very easy to do. You'll get to talk to a counselor within 48 hours. I'm pretty happy with BetterHelp. So if you think you need to talk to somebody for any reason at all, give them a, a shout. Go to betterhelp.com slash Dutch Hall and uh, start living a better tomorrow today. Is that what one we did? Click for a better nice. tomorrow. Click for a better tomorrow or whatever, yeah. It's beavers. It's beavers. I'm glad to get that out of the way. Um guys, uh we're gonna we're we we've got our hour in. We just I just wanted to end the show. We usually do feedback, we got feedback. <clears throat> but we're not gonna do it. So late. We have one we have one uh, Patreon uh, supporter, our queen, Jen Husko. <laughs> she's the only one that sent us feedback last week. She's she's our one and only Patreon, our one and only feedback provider. And uh, her her last week, she said uh, two words in her letter to me, and it was Tina Turner. And she's the winner. Tina Turner. How we how did we forget Tina Turner until the very end, and then we threw her in. Kind of willy nilly, and I'm like, yeah, Tina Turner, she's a beast, you know. Anyways, that's all we had to say. So we're going to end the show, but I want to do one thing. 
Me and my wife had an argument, and I needed your help to get to see if you, what you guys think about this argument, okay? Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not a serious one. You know what? You know Bublé? You know Bublé? Uh, bub- the Bubbly water? You know the, the water? Well, you know the water? Yeah. The water? <laughs> is that Bublé's water, actually? No. Oh. <laughs> but he is, does the ads for him. Oh. So it's Bubbly, but Bublé does uh, the Bubbly ads, and he mispronounces the Bubbly Bubbly, right? Okay. So then we, you know how hard seltzers are a big thing? You know, hard seltzers? So I thought Bublé's is kind of a seltzer, Mm -hmm. so they're going to have a hard Bublé or hard bubbly, right? And Michael Bublé already does the bubbly ads, and then they got a hard Bublé doing the hard bubbly ads, right? Right. And then he, so it just writes itself, the commercial, (laughs) where you say, I want a hard Bublé. And then in comes Bublé with a raging boner. And then uh, they go, I man hard bubbly. And he's like, ah, oh, my mistake. And he goes about, uh, you know, goes back out. Right? Jumps in the cold lake. <laughs> yeah. Hits it with a cold spoon. Whack him. <laughs> I said, I want some boob play. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, I say that to Jane. I'm like, I throw that idea out at her. And she's like, Bublé would never do it. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> of course, Bublé do that yeah, ad, you know. I'm not saying he's gonna come out and show his his boner. He get a prosthetic. You get a prosthetic boner, of course. Okay. And then, uh, and all he's gotta do, he could just be wearing jogging pants, but he's it's just poking out. Like you're not seeing nudity or anything, right? Right. So you're going, uh, and Jane's like, he would never do an ad like that. I'm like, I go, he's already doing the Bublé ads. He's already doing the bubbly ads. Like he's already making. F- fun of it all he's got now is to put some sort of prosthetic erect penis into a pair of jogging pants and won't walk out add that to what he's already doing he'd probably hang a buble hat off of it (laughs) (laughs) you know what i'm saying so anyways jane says there's no way buble would consider doing that i say of course you do it you know um and i'm not talking and and buble isn't the type that's going to do it for the money so it's it's not about how much money gets paid here. It gets gets paid reasonably for the job, you know? But I'm saying is do you think Buble as an artist would do that commercial for that joke, for that gag? Would he do a would he, he do a commercial for hard Buble where he's gotta just walk in for a second with a pair of jogging pants and a prosthetic erection? <laughs> yes or no? But I'm gonna say no. You don't think Buble would do it? No, I I think he's a pretty classy guy. Uh, maybe, maybe <laughs> like he would have to have like a. That's what she's. That's what my wife said. Exactly. I think he would. Uh, I'd. Lo- I think he'd love the gag. It's. It's yeah. not a bad bet, right? Yeah, I, I don't no, think he would fun. do it either. To be honest, with <laughs> me. No, I think I don't know. I don't. Is he married? Do he is married? Yeah, he's yeah. married. Is he married yeah. to someone famous? I thought he got caught taking a picture of some girl's butt a few years ago and caught some heat for it too. Oh, did he? Well, yeah, well, well then maybe he would. I don't know. I'm wrong. I might be wrong though. I don't know. Uh, well, anyway, if, if, this is Canada. We're not that big of a country, and uh, <laughs> he's one of us. Right, so if anyone's listening to this program that knows Buble, mm-hmm. just ask him. Would you if there was a product? Is there a product called Hard Buble yet? Does Hard Bubbly? 
It mixes well with any vodka. Number one, uh, uh, bubbly, the people that make bubbly, why don't you make a hard bubbly yet if you haven't made one already? It's stupid. uh, You're going to miss the whole craze here. Just wrote your whole advertisement for you right there. Yeah, and then hire hire Buble. If he says no, let me know. Or if you know Buble, ask him. Those are two things. Anyways, that's all I ask of you. And also... uh, uh, thank you very much, guys, for candid uh, talk about something that's very interesting. You know, I wish I would have been able to do it, but uh, they, uh, but it is uh, very interesting, and I'm glad it worked for both you guys. You do uh, recommend it to people? Is there any caveats about ayahuasca that you would say, like, if, like, did you did you ever hear of anybody that had a bad experience? Did anyone on your trip have a bad experience or anything like that? No one on our trip did. No. Everyone saw it as positive, right? It was yeah. very positive, very like um, love and compassion. Um, everybody was, yeah, Have very ever, open and. I, th- I always say, other than watching the birth of my two kids, I thought it was the best experience of my life. That's it was something. absolutely, um, I think, life changing. Really, it was a rebirth was... of some sort. You know. Oh yeah! Did you mourn the death of your old self? Uh, no. Uh, what I was asked, though, do you go to a caterpillar's funeral? Well, a caterpillar doesn't die. It just went into a cocoon, right? Right. You know, everybody's uh, celebrating the birth of a butterfly. Right, right, right. Because mm. so, I, I did, actually. Well, I, I mourned the death of my old self. I, I didn't know I was doing it, but I remember I was just really sad for a while, and it felt like mourning. And I couldn't figure out why because everything was like I'd been going well. And then I kind of heard sometimes you'll do that. You'll just know that I'm never going to be that old person again that I was because I know too much now. Like I've just passed, you know. I f- we forgot to mention too, like I don't know if some people are in the numbers, but it was it was kind of weird. Um, when we did our first ayahuasca ceremony, it was done on the – well, pretty much, we, we we took it at around eight o'clock, but we never really started feeling effects until about let's say nine twenty-one. So it was like the twenty-one minute of the of the. Uh, it was nine, June twenty-first, twenty-one uh, hour, twenty-one minute of the twenty-one hour, the twenty-one day of the twenty-first week of the twenty-first year of the twenty-first century. Wow, <laughs> that's a lot uh, of twenty-ones. That's when you. That's when your stuff kicked in. Is no, that what no, you said? That, that was our first ayahuasca experience. Oh yeah, you went all twenty ones. Yeah, we were all twenty ones. I wonder oh. if that's lucky. Yeah, I don't know. Could could be. Could not be. I and believe another, that it's lucky. Another uh, really good thing that I would like to share. We were told is if you want, um, if you want love, go to the beach. If you want adventure, go to the jungle. And if you want to meet God, you go to the mountains. If you want to find yourself, you go to the desert. Mm-hmm. And we were in the desert in Arizona. So. Oh. Which is say that one more time. If you what do you what do you get in the beach? Love. Love at the beach. Adventure the, at the jungle. Adventure in the jungle. God in the mountains. And yourself in the, in the desert. desert? Mm-hmm. Uh, what about, what's the Norfolk County then? <laughs> It's sandy. So. For me, I feel like it's the beach, yeah. Like oh, because you're at the beach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not at the beach. I'm at the farm. I'm in the kind of just like farm country. That's not the jungle, really. It's boring. I got to leave. 
That's what it means. <laughs> I think it's time. Looks like I got travel. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, that's it. I do thank. Thanks. It's been awesome uh, yeah. talking to you guys. It's been really, really cool uh, to find out more about this. If you guys would like to give me some uh, feedback, you can do so at live from the Dutch Hall at gmail.com or you can go to Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that bullshit. We're either live from the Dutch Hall, the Dutch Hall, or whatever, or Dutch Hall. And um, until next week, we will see you, NT. See you next Thursday. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me.